podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Armchair Cricket Podcast. News from Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by Armchair Critics of the Game. I'm your host Ajit. In today's digest episode, let's take a look at all the news on and off the cricketing field including IPL, some international women's cricket as well as some covid related news. So, let's start off with the international cricket that's currently ongoing which is the women's international cricket. There are two international tours that are currently underway. One is the West Indian Women's Tour of England. So, there has been a T20 series a five match T20 series that has been played and England have won this series comfortably 5-0 when it comes to the New Zealand women's tour of Australia so they have already played out a three T20i series which Australia have won 2-1 and in uh, the ODI series that has begun today so Australia have clinched the first ODI it must be said Australia are now on a 19 match unbeaten streak and they are uh, on their way to let's say at least Uh, tie if not uh, take over from Ricky Ponting's uh, you know marauding team that had a 21 match unbeaten streak in ODIs so let's see if the Australian women's team can actually match this it's something nice to look forward to all cricketing fans now if you were to take a quick look at all the news from IPL so IPL has started off in its customary exciting manner so we are into about let's say the end of second week and we have uh, seen quite a lot of very very interesting matches with um, you know each team having played about 3 to 4 games So if you were to take a quick look at the highlights for us specifically let's say you know uh, Kings 11 uh, Punjab and RCB have been uh, producing a lot of very interesting games because in the very second game of this uh, this year's edition so Kings 11 Punjab sort of lost from a winning position to Del- uh, Delhi Capitals where Marcus Toynis did his bit both with the bat and the ball and then you know RCB again in a very very tight chase uh, kept uh, SRH down to win the game Uh, there have been a couple of one sided games as well with for example um, mumbai indians comfortably beating kkr early on but then again when it comes to you know kings 11 punjab and rcb so kl rahul himself uh, you know scored a very very uh, large uh, number of runs and he comfortably outscored rcb himself in what turned out to be a rout if we go ahead in the same way for example tevatia did a really really great turn for rajasthan royals where again kings 11 punjab was the losing team then rcb in a very very tight game first of all against mumbai indians conceded 89 runs in the last 5 overs to actually tie a game that they should have won comfortably but then in the super over they came back to win comfortably thanks to seni then the yesterday's game so the game that was played between sunrisers hyderabad and chennai super kings so it's it, it's uh, we would see this very stark contrast between the youngsters that srh has backed in the form of abhishek sharma as well as uh, priyam garg and some of the aging stars of chennai super kings who couldn't really catch up to it so it was a very um, stark contrast to how the game panned out and csk were kept down and even though they came back very strongly towards the end they lost by 7 runs to srh so if you were to take a quick look at how the table stands currently so as i said most teams have played four four games or three games and uh, mumbai indians delhi capitals and kolkata knight riders are in the top 3 all three have four points sunrisers hyderabad also have four points from their four games but they are on the fourth position due to their uh, let's say slightly lower net run rate rajasthan royals are fifth with four points from three games 
and Royal Challengers Bangalore are also having four points but are in the sixth position thanks to a very low net run rate. They'll want to improve that in the upcoming games. Both them and Rajasthan Royals have a good chance because they have both played only three games each. Kings 11 Punjab and Chennai Super Kings round out the table where both of them have played four games but have lost three games each. So Kings 11 Punjab must be feeling very hard done by because they lost very very close games at least two of them were very close and Chennai Super Kings uh, have started in a very slow manner. Um, they they are known to start slow but this is very slow even by their standards and somehow so far they have looked outmatched by the other teams but you know usually the champion team that Chennai is they usually lift themselves up so let's see if you know in the second or the you know the middle part of IPL this year they're able to you know come up with some big wins and come up the table in terms of rankings or in terms of position if you were to look at some of the other IPL news of the field IPL news one of the most saddening things that we came across in the last period has been the death of Dean Jones, a very celebrated Australian cricketer, both in tests and one-dayers. And he was sort of ahead of his time when it came to one-dayers for sure. And uh, he has suddenly passed away at the age of 59 while commentating on IPL games. And it was happening in Mumbai, the commentating stint. So we would like to offer our condolences to his friends and family. Uh, cricketing fraternity has lost a great friend, as well as somebody who was really passionate about building building cricket in Asia and other parts. So he's he's done everything that most, uh, you know, uh, cricketers get to do. He's, he's played at the highest level. He's coached at the highest level. He's commentated. And not someone who was ever shy of quoting controversy, it must be said. But nonetheless, um, cricket has lost a great servant at a very young age. So we hope he rests in peace, Dean Jones. Moving on, in today's news, we've got to know that Ben Stokes is set to rejoin uh, Rajasthan Royals camp. So we know Ben Stokes was not available for the first four to five matches due to some family-related uh, concerns. He had to go to New Zealand. It looks like he's ready to come back to play. And this will be a real boost in the arm as far as uh, Rajasthan Royals are concerned. In other injury news, so Ashwin dislocated a shoulder in, in the very first game of the tournament. And... Uh, he looked he looked in a lot of pain and it did not look good. So we don't know if he'll be able to make a comeback uh, even through this tournament. We really wish Ashwin all the best. Similarly, Mitch Marsh was playing his first game for Sunrisers Hyderabad. Suffered an ankle injury. And uh, yeah, he's been replaced by Holder. It continues a trend for uh, Mitch Marsh with a lot of bad luck as he seems to get injured very early on in certain tournaments. So we really hope he's able to overcome this in the second half of his career. Uh, in order to, let's say, combat uh, corruption during IPL. So BCCI has decided to bring in Sport Radar. This is an American company that specializes in uh, tracking these sort of uh, events and uh, making sure there's no corruption. They have a lot of experience with many, many sporting events all over America. So maybe it's a good thing that you know BCCI has decided to engage a third party who can keep a neutral eye on things and make sure corruption does not raise its ugly head during IPL 2020. So all in all, a very exciting IPL in the offing and we hope uh, we get to see many more exciting games even as the tournament continues during its middle phase. In other news, if you were to take a quick look at the COVID-related uh, uh, news. So Bangladesh uh, had a tour of Sri Lanka planned. This, this was a stop-start affair and after a lot of agreements, then disagreements, finally it looks like the tour has been postponed because the two boards could not agree on the quarantine regulations. And uh, this is a sort of a pity, but I understand in these uncertain times, 
both uh, set of boards may have some sort of concerns on how this must go ahead. So initially it was said that um, Bangladesh was looking for a slightly reduced quarantine. Sri Lanka cricket board had initially said no, then they said yes, but then looks like the government has put its foot down and they don't have an option but to offer a 14-day quarantine and Bangladesh have uh, refused to accept that. So we'll see if this tour is rescheduled to a later time and can be held maybe early next year or you know even later in, uh, in the calendar so that you know we get to see some good test match cricket between these two teams. We know that the T20 tournament is still ongoing, the T20 Blast in England. And uh, there are four players from the Yorkshire team that had to be withdrawn, including the captain, David Willey himself, due to COVID concerns. It looks like David Willey and his wife have tested positive and three other players have been affected because they were training together. So it looks like all four of them have been withdrawn. In other news, Bangladesh fast bowler Abu Jayad has tested positive since it's been already 10 days and he's been home quarantining. We hope he's come through this and he'll come back stronger. In another big blow to South African cricket, so Manzansi Super League, which was, you know, held in a very nice way last year, has had to be postponed due to COVID-related concerns in the country. So, this is not a nice news as far as South African cricket is concerned because they are embroiled in a lot of very tough, let's say, times right now because Momentum, which has been a long-term sponsor for South African cricket, 10-plus years of association with CSA, has decided to withdraw their support of cricket. They will only continue to sponsor the women's cricket team but uh, they have decided to withdraw from all other sponsorship, men's cricket team, age level cricket as well as club cricket. This is a very very big blow as far as CSA is concerned because they're they're still undergoing this internal fight where the, the Olympic Association of South Africa is asking to govern the sport and CSA is just carrying on as usual and there has been a lot of back and forth on this. For example, the Olympic Association has asked for the a forensic report rather uh, rather than just access a uh, free access to it and being allowed to take some actions uh, but these guys the cricket south africa are saying that um, it will not be that straightforward because a lot of the names and the events that are actually published in that report might cause a lot of damage to cricket in south africa so some of the steps have to be taken carefully there we'll have to see how this uh, imbroglio is uh, somehow resolved let's see let's keep our uh, eyes on this in some positive news so, Zimbabwean cricket has been uh, given a go-ahead by the Zimbabwe government for a Pakistan tour. So, we are really looking forward to this. If Zimbabwe can have a full tour of Pakistan sometime in the winter, in the upcoming winter, and uh, let's see if this can go ahead. So, Pakistan cricket team and Pakistan spectators of or supporters of cricket in Pakistan would be really, really happy that a, tour, a team can come again and tour Pakistan and play a full tour if possible. Essex have lifted back-to-back county championship titles. This is uh, the Bob Willis Trophy. So we congratulate Essex on a fantastic effort where they were able to draw the game in the in the finals against Somerset and Somerset who have oftentimes been uh, the bridesmaids during the county championship uh, are again unable to clinch a title. In the ongoing saga between Channel 7 and Cricket Australia, it looks like Channel 7 did not pay a full installment that was owed to Cricket Australia because they were not really happy about uh, the cricket. For example, Australia has decided to postpone Afghanistan Test and New Zealand ODIs that was supposed to happen in 2020 to 2021 summer, Australian summer that is. So all of this doesn't sit well with uh, Channel 7 it looks like. So this is also again hanging in the balance. Let's see how this ends. Courtney Walsh has been named as uh, West Indian women's team head coach. So this is a great choice one would think because of all the experience that Courtney Walsh has both coaching as well as playing cricket all over the world. So let's see if he's able to bring his experience to bear and take West Indian women's cricket to the next level. 
So these are all some of the news that we wanted to discuss in this episode. Thanks a lot for staying tuned in. We understand there has been a little bit of a delay in between episodes in this one case, but uh, we'll make up for it. So if you would like to share your thoughts with us on how our podcast is going, uh, do get in touch with us. You can get in touch with us at armchaircritpod on Twitter or armchair.cricket at gmail.com. But also you could leave a comment on any of the podcasting apps you used to listen to us. There are plenty of options in the episode notes. Having said all this, it's a goodbye from me. Have a great day. Bye-bye. The Armchair Cricket Podcast, News Roundup.